Welcome to this episode of Through the Educational Looking Glass. I am one of your hosts, Courtney Edelman. And I'm your other host, Don Sturm. We're both in coaching roles in Morton Unit School District 709 in Central Illinois. Thanks for joining us as we try to gain clarity on the variety of topics concerning teachers today. Let's take a closer look at today's topic. Today's topic is looking at how we use our summer. Uh, before we move into the uh, episode, uh, we thought we would just note that uh, this is going to be the last podcast of the season. Uh, we appreciate those who've listened, uh, those who provide, and those who've provided us feedback. Um, we will be back at the start of the next school year. Um, but let's go ahead and dive into the discussion about how we're going to use this summer. Yeah, and to start out, we, we always like to hear from people within the district and really make this responsive to what their uh, perception and plans and attitude is. Um, and so we uh, also were cognizant of the time of year that we're in and didn't want to send out a survey to everybody and didn't know if that would be the most effective way to get feedback. But we did email handful of people um, and ask for some response on a couple of questions and uh, so that we could really use their uh, feedback as a jumping off point. Yeah, and so we we presented them two questions. One dealt with um, your attitude towards summer and like the next school year, the planning, and and basically we gave them a choice of it. Do you use it to prepare in a less frantic way for the next school year? You know, do you do kind of PD ish kinds of things over the summer versus nope, I leave the building and I don't think about this until sometime in August. And then the second question was more related to the downtime idea. And we use that word specifically in downtime during the summer. And again, we asked them, is it low key and unscheduled or are they full of activities and things that you're not able to do during the school year? So that's kind of the setup to um, the, uh, the episode. And from those who are able to respond, we appreciate the feedback that we got. Um, we really got a variety of responses. And it showed us that rest really does look different for everyone. And we really want to make the point through this podcast that uh, rest is different than just stopping, right? Rest can look active um, or it can look very sit in the chair and yes. yeah and pretty um pretty um low key but real rest involves something that's going to refresh us reinvigorate us and really restore us um for the next the next chapter yeah and i was just sitting here thinking i i guess i've had to think about this i'm just finishing 31 years so i've had to i i've navigated this for 30, I guess, 30 years, this yeah. will be the 31st year. So, and through a variety of different times of your life, which I think will, yeah, I was going to say, a, we're going to actually yeah. touch on that. So, um, the, um, as we get started here, we want to share out some responses. We thought that would be the best way, um, to share out for, uh, that first, well, actually we'll do it for both questions, but with that first one, again, that idea of how do you use the summer or do you use the summer for preparation for next year? And so I'll just kind of throw out uh, a couple of them. One person, one teacher said, uh, I believe teachers earn their time off in the summer and should be able to disconnect and recharge. Mm -hmm. 
and another. This depends on the year. I find that every three years or so, I do, to, I do a total overhaul of all of my long-term plans and units for all core subjects. And we did that when we were in the classroom together. Yeah. Um, there was one summer in particular where we really wanted to re-envision and revamp the course that we co-taught. Um, and so that felt like it required time of us over the summer. I don't think we would have been able to do make the level of changes that we made if we had put that off or tried to, you know, start and kind of do it on the fly as we were in the midst of teaching. Well, and as we were preparing for this, I, it was really kind of forcing me to think back a number of years ago when we did that. And what we met maybe three or four times in the summer, and then we kind of assigned ourselves yep. certain things to do. So it wasn't like we were, we weren't spending week after week after week with it. Yeah. And, and I mean, one of the other quotes that we got in response to this kind of speaks to that. Uh, this teacher said, summer is my favorite time to reflect and make changes to activities, labs, and lessons that fell flat or that I'm bored with. I find that there are just not enough hours a, in a day during the school year to refine and enhance lessons. And so you know, I think sometimes making a quick note about the thing that just didn't go well or that you really want to revisit um, while you're in the midst of the school year. And then, as this person indicated, being able to step back and have that perspective on it and then reflect more deeply. That, that's the kind of thing that always worked for me. I had to, in the moment, make the decision about, is this something that I want to revisit and then I had to have the um, the luxury of the time to actually do that. Well, and I think back to you kind of got me in the habit of doing that because we would do it for the class we co-taught. But then I found myself doing it for my other classes. And now I'm thinking, I mean, not to go down a technology thing, but it would be so easy to, you know, put an asterisk um, in a document that you want and then search for all the asterisks oh, yeah. and then be able to say, here are those things. So it's not just the whole course looking at you. It's yep. here are those things that I wanted to change. Um, and then I really liked this quote as well. Um, it, this teacher said, I chose to work when it brought me joy instead of begrudgingly working due to the teacher guilt that I had felt in the past. This approach made me feel more recharged and excited to try new ideas in the following year. And so again, I think that's something that, you know, we have more time to choose what to do with it in the summer yeah. and um, leaning into those moments where you felt um, moved to do that rather than feeling like it's a task that you have to do all the time, you know, having that, that ability to step back and step away a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's kind of how it was for me. And, and I think about that, you know, it depends on the year. And I would say that it, that was me, it depended on the year, but it was just nice to be able to pick it. And I didn't have papers to grade. You know, it was yeah. like, you yeah. just, you could read a book and you could take notes and you could say, Oh, I want to use that for this unit. Um, where it was hard to do that when you were in the midst of it, when you were in the crazy of the, uh, the year. Well, and I really like that idea that, you know, being excited to try something the following year, that's really what we're, what we're trying to get you to, to think about. What are the choices that you're going to make within the flexibility that you have over the summer um, to be able to come back rested and restored? And the way that people use their downtime also seems to contribute to that. Yeah. And again, we had them um, answer it based on, we gave them kind of two options that low key and unscheduled versus just full of activities and times. And we got uh, a number of differing responses. And I, I think these first two are interesting, the kind of the contrast of them. 
Uh, one teacher said, I don't handle downtime very well. I need to be busy. I try to spend more time on hobbies in the summer too. And then another person said, since my school year is so structured, I prefer to have summertime as low key and unplanned as possible. And that to me is interesting because sometimes, you know, it's, it is that idea of school is very structured. Like we knew at 848, mm-hmm. we were going to do this and we were going to eat lunch at exactly this time. And then sometimes people in the summer want to get away from that, but then others are like, nope, I'm so used to that structure. So I don't know. I found that contrast interesting. Well, and even, you know, sometimes thinking about um, people who plan trips and extravagant kind of getaways and things like that, even over short breaks, I sometimes had the perception of, oh man, I don't know how you do that. Wouldn't you be exhausted when you're returning to school? But that trip, that interaction with friends or family, that change of scenery, that stimulation may be the thing that restores them and reinvigorates them. And so, you know, it really is different, I think, for for different people. Yeah, I think about the trips a lot of time, my wife and I will like over spring break, it'll be like, oh, we want to have at least one day to kind of just calm down. But there are other people, they're flying in at 11 o'clock at night and school starts the next day. It's just that, you know, difference uh, in people. Last quote maybe that we'll read um, that we got in reaction to that second question. One teacher said, during the summer, I work a second job that dictates a great portion of my schedule. As a single teacher, my salary doesn't always cover my financial goals and future plans. I work a second job to cover extra expenses. And so I think that's a reality that, and that's why thinking about the choices that you make and how you use your time within the flexibility that you do have. There are things, whether it's family obligations, second jobs that people take on um, that limit the amount of free time that they can actually dictate how it's used. Um, but you know that, that factors yeah. into it as well. And I think that flies in the face of sometimes the perception of people outside education that teachers have a whole summer that to themselves where they don't have to do anything. Oh, I mean, I, and you, I can't even count the number of times that people say, oh, must be nice being a teacher. And what I think is you have, you have no idea. I mean, you have no concept of what we need to do to get ready. And then for those people who use the summer to get re-energized and refreshed, they have to come back to a situation where, yes, they were maybe able to recharge, but now they've got a lot of stuff to do, you know, that week before they get back into the classroom. It's just not, I don't know, it's that everybody likes to think it's either, you know, if you're a teacher, you just have those three months of just sitting back and 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 doing nothing. And I think what we found from this, and I don't think it surprises us that that's not the case with everybody. Um, um, and I think really what we want to encourage is, you know, don't let anybody else's idea of what rest should be dictate how you use your summer, um, be thoughtful about it and really make choices that are going to give you true rest over the summer. Yeah. And I think that is so individual. Like Mm -hmm. what is, we were just saying for some people that, that just the trip and it doesn't matter. Like I, I can take a trip and come back super late right before the next day of school and others aren't like that. So it really is making that decision, um, for yourself. And do things that are purposeful and do what you need to be able to show up in August with the outlook that you have to have to tackle the challenge that another year will bring. Yeah. And so as we bring this to a close, um, we like to leave you with reflection questions. And so we have two today. 
um, probably won't surprise you as to what these questions are. One is how will you use your summer? And the second one is what helps you to feel restored, refreshed, and energized? One of our main goals of this podcast is to create meaningful connections. If you'd like to share your responses to the questions, we'd love to listen. This can be done through the Google form that we have linked through the public site on Anchor or through Anchor's voice response option. Additionally, consider sharing your thoughts with a colleague or an instructional coach to open up meaningful dialogue. So before we end this uh, final episode of the season, we did receive a, uh, a comment about a previous episode. And uh, this comment is from Lindsay Pierce, who's a fourth grade teacher in our district. And Lindsay said, quote, I think your thoughts on PD is a direct reflection of what we see in the classroom. Just like our students, we prefer being given choice in how we demonstrate learning and doing things that matter. Oftentimes we are required to attend a PD so we earn our hours, but come out feeling bitter because it had no application to our needs. Ed camp from a few years ago was meaningful because it immediately met our needs. Just like our teaching, PD should be responsive to current needs with strategies to implement right away. Yeah, and two things stood out to me in reading this uh, this comment. One is that idea of the ed camp, and and I don't know. I think it's been it popped up in my memories the other day for pictures. I want to say it was like five years ago, um, and I really like that idea. It was, and I think COVID kind of messed up the whole PD structure, and so that's something that you know maybe we'll try to explore again. That possibility of uh, doing an ed camp again. And then the other thing is that um, we try to win in, in our district, base the PD that's offered in the summer off of problems that people are having, interests that people have said. So um, we're hoping that uh, the summer PD this year, there was enough choice and all of that that Lindsay mentioned. We have enjoyed taking this journey with you through the educational looking glass.